October 18th, 2021. This is the Daily Rob with that legendary scoundrel himself, the one and only Rob Smith. Oh, excuse me, Stim, I'm being downloaded from the mothership. Just a second more, I have some more data. Okay, I'm ready. How was your weekend? It was okay. How about yours? Uh, it was good, Stu. I worked a lot, but it was pleasant outside and um, had a big football win, which is always exciting. Matter of fact, Stu, let's talk about the football win for a second. So Virginia beats Duke 48 to nothing. And we all know that Duke is a despicable Yankee cheater school. So then, Stu, I was during my Sunday devotions today, I was reflecting on some stories from the Old, Old Testament. And I thought about when Elijah asked God to smoke, smoke the Arameans. And I do remember asking God if he could smoke Duke. Um, the other day, Stu, he said I was a prophet. You know, and in, uh, in 1 Samuel, God smote the Philistines and gave them hemorrhoids. So, Stu, if I am, as you say, a prophet, I might have the power to get people hemorrhoids. Think of the fun we could have with that. That would be a lot of fun. Who would be your first hemorrhoid target? Hmm. I guess my only hesitation with this is that I'm aware that so many of our politicians wear diapers that they might hide it pretty well. So I'm definitely thinking of uh, that beautiful specimen of a human being, Jerry Nadler. Uh, Biden has had some hints of possibly wearing a diaper as well. Uh, interrupts or uh, unbalances the, the Belfast Good Friday. I have no idea. I hope the microphone got it. But, you know, it's almost funnier if they're wearing a diaper and have some sort of scatological issue. <laughs> Jerry Nadler actually pooped in his pants while he was giving a speech this year. Did you read about that? That's why you're saying that, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, we have the most impressive elites here in America. Uh, no kidding, dude. Oh, I don't even like thinking about that. All right, another story I have, Stu, that I just think is interesting is this uh, um, Pete Buttigieg. Um, now, Stu, I know I'm not hip with the times, but I think it's weird enough that two guys are married, okay? I have to tell you that. And I also think it's weird enough that two guys adopt these twins. But what really is emblematic of the entitlement amongst the liberal elite 
is this two months old paternity leave. Stu, I think it's, it explains everything that's wrong with this country today. It's this, this entitlement that I get two months off. Stu, I can remember years ago, I was doing a venture capital gig with these guys. They're all my, my age. And the guy who ran the venture fund, uh, his wife had a baby. And he told us that he was taking two weeks off. We couldn't believe it. We, um, um, we used the P word. I mean, <laughs> so still, I never took a day off with my children uh, being born. The way you do it is you take the wife to the hospital, you make sure she's okay, you go back to the office, and then she calls you when she's about ready to deliver. That's the way it should be done in America. And besides, Stu, no man wants to be in the hospital room with a woman with her raging hormones about to give birth. It's like being in a room with Megan of the exorcist. I've been there, Stu. It's not pretty. You don't want to do that. Um, anyway, and as you know, my children are so well adjusted. I mean, they've only been in intensive therapy for you know, 10 or 12 years. Anyway, okay. Um, next story, uh, Bill Clinton got released from the hospital. And I'm happy, Stu. I'm not one of these leftists that wants my political enemies to die. Uh, I'm glad he's released. He had sepsis, which, as you know, um, is some sort of infection. Related to urinary tract. Yeah. Could it be related to something else, then? I think he's Bill out there. Clinton, I think he's still slinging it in his lower parts. <laughs> you know, I mean, your mind does not have to wander very far. <laughs> yeah, when I think of UTIs, my brain goes to one place. Yeah. Um, but still, I have to admit that it's always been on my bucket list to go on a road trip with Bill Clinton. The Sweetbriar, you know, girls' school. I, I can't think of anything that would be more fun. So hopefully he'll get well and we can do that sometime. You know, he brings his saxophone and you guys find yourself at some smoky club off oh, yeah. 66 and y'all are just and laying walk, down some rhythm and blues. We walk in and say, you mind if we dance with your dates? Do you mind if we dance with your dates? <laughs> Okay, Stu, there is a new rhythm and blues rock star on the horizon. I'm not sure if you um, read about this or saw the video, but our old gal, Greta Thunberg, was shaking her booty this weekend. She uh, had some sort of save the planet, Confab, she got up there with another guy and sung a song and did a dance routine. Stu, have you ever noticed how Nordic people don't have much rhythm? Have you noticed that? 
it's very it's very rare to see one yeah. with rhythm. Now we have some Norse blood in us, you know. I mean, we obviously have some Viking blood and Norman blood, but we have have rhythm. How do you explain that? Probably a southern thing. I think you're right. Um, but anyway, um, she was kind of doing the Elaine on Seinfeld dance. Um, but anyway, I wish her good luck in her new career. Um, in another music and entertainment segment, piece of news, Loza Alexandra, Alexander, who I know you're not as hip as I am, Stu, not up with the rap music like I am, but Loza has a new video out called Let's Go Branded. And it climbed the iTunes charts over the weekend. You know what position it's in, Stu? I don't know. Number one. <laughs> so this is a guy who got 84 million votes. And the Let's Go Brandon video immediately rises to number one. Hmm, still, I kind of have a little bit of a problem with the 84 million. I don't know. Call me a cynic. Um, speaking of cynical, Stu, our faux president, Joe Biden, was at a Georgetown restaurant this weekend called Viola Mayer. Now, Stu, I'm pretty up to speed with the Georgetown restaurants. Um, I like going up there, um, but I'm not familiar with that. It must be new. But it's D.C. law. You have to wear a mask inside. Um, and, of course, his own policy. But he was not wearing a mask while he was, was in there. Now, Stu, if they really believed that wearing a mask had some sort of medicinal benefit, you got an old guy who's the president of the United States, much more susceptible to COVID. Don't you think he'd be wearing a mask? Especially after we saw sweet and kind Bill Clinton have a very close call and have his own little hospital stay. Yeah. We have to protect our presidents. Yeah, it just, it's, it's just another example of the horseshit. Yeah. Um, and so speaking of COVID, um, there's a whistleblower with ICE and he has whistleblown that the government has released 16,000 positive COVID immigrants, illegal immigrants into the country. Now, again, this is just another example of what a government control operation this is. They don't care about the COVID. What they care about is forcing people to wear a mask, forcing people to be vaccinated, having control over them because it's a, a slippery slope. The left has always been incrementalist. And if you can force people to do these things, why can't you force them to be sterilized 
you know, much of the left is Malthusian. So why can't you force people to be sterilized for the good of the planet? The planet. Or the next step, and it's somewhat going on now, why can't you force people to be euthanized? That's where it's heading, Stu. And in another piece of news, wait a second. The mothership has asked me to ask you, Stu, about, they're very interested in this, about police officers and their reaction to the mandate and what they are doing to fight it. How do they know all that stuff? The mothership is very wise. We should not question the mothership. So in the movie, The Matrix, in the movie, The Matrix, Keanu Reeves plays Neo, who is the one. And throughout the, at a point during the movie, Neo is able to see and understand everything in The Matrix and, you know, is able to block all the moves coming from the bad guy. And I had a moment like that today where I was able to see the whole media landscape and all of the just propaganda it represents. So we've heard rumblings about police officers being very unhappy with the vaccine mandates. And there have been rumblings about this. There have been some court, uh, there's have been some court action concerning this, uh, most specifically in Chicago. Uh, the Baltimore Police Union is advising the officers not to even disclose their vaccine status. So I'm, I'm seeing all of I'm seeing all these pieces on the chessboard, and all of a sudden today I'm seeing the rise of the articles where it says things like five times as many officers have died from COVID than gunfire, and I'm seeing another great article like why are cops afraid of vaccines with the sub line of they wear body armor, but they won't get a vaccine. So I'm start, I'm seeing the propaganda coming out. Now for me, whenever I hear the word cops, I'm considering that to have a negative connotation. It's not exactly a pejorative. Stu, I agree with you. Um, my father always said that, that, um, using the word cop was disrespectful. So it's very perceptive of you. I think you're right on the money. Yeah. And so when I see that, I already know the person's thoughts concerning law enforcement. Now, as Isn't it interesting how you question the man and the cabal of media interest immediately go into attack mode to protect the leftist establishment. Absolutely. And then there's also the aspect where I think they want to force some people to doubt themselves as well. So if you're- Gaslighting. Yeah, yeah. So if you're an officer who is considering throwing your lot in with these other officers who are fighting the mandates, then you might, be, you might have your own family members question you and say, well, did you know 65% of all police officers, police officers who died in 2020 died of COVID? But if, you, but if you dig deep into the numbers, 
you will see that no other really health-related stat is really tracked. The only health stats that are tracked are heat stroke, heart attack, and then there's the, an there then there is a category specifically for 9/11 related deaths in the sense well, of and you, also Stu, we know that this the, um, the covid deaths have been manipulated ever since they started to report them and why everybody in the country doesn't know this and why this isn't drilled in their head we reported on this last week the cdc even admits that only 5% of all deaths were solely COVID related. Yeah. Um, so it blows all the numbers up right there. Exactly. And so for officers who, who died in 2020 of uh, some sort of issue as a result of having been present at 9-11, it was 14. And we all know that's going to just represent one state you know, 20, 20 some years after 9-11 itself, we have heart attack at seven and heat stroke at, as one, and then 45 police officers who died from gunfire. So it's just very interesting to think about at this and how the media is already trying to make police officers look either goofy for this or that they're overreacting or that they're not protecting themselves after an entire year of reading anti-law enforcement propaganda from essentially the agents of the left. Now, I probably have my own nuanced thoughts on law enforcement. I don't feel like sharing them, but it's just one of those things where all of a sudden the message from the cathedral or what I would call the corporate press is all of a sudden changing overnight and I'm not supposed to notice. So we go from being anti-law enforcement to now being either kind of questioning why law enforcement doesn't want to take care of themselves to also the bent of look at, look at how outrageous they're being. So it's one of those things that I just see the landscape and it just drives me fucking bonkers. Well, it is interesting, and maybe somebody like, maybe we'll get Jordan Peterson on the show. Uh, the psychology of the monolithic thought. Now, even if you are a left-wing journalist, why can't, how does it hurt you to think, think, think differently from a lot of your cohorts on a particular issue? Yeah. And, and the psychology, Ecology, I find interesting, and it just shows you the tribalism. They're not thinking about any of these issues. They just have to be associated with this group no matter what. It's like it's a, a fashion, or as we discussed last week, it's a religion. Yeah. And to disagree with part of the tenets of their religion is blasphemous. It's not okay. Really, it, it's... It's appalling. It's appalling. Yeah. And then we'll, we get to see things like Governor Pritzker from Illinois saying he's happy to mobilize the National Guard to be the police officers. Well, did the National Guard do a really good job of protecting the cities back in 
May of 2020. Well, this is again, the simplistic thinking of these liberals and leftists. You know, police officers have a lot of training. You just can't automatically just get some 19 year old kid. My son was in, in the National Guard, you know, when he was 19 or, or so. You just can't call him up and take over and have him do the job of a 45 year old police officer. I mean, it's just. <laughs> also, the message is you're replaceable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's an intimidation is what it is. Don't buck the man or, you know. First thing we'll do is, you know, try to have your family turn against you. The second thing we'll do is we'll threaten your job. The third thing we'll do is even more malicious than that. Yeah. So that's all I got to really say for today concerning that. But as we go into this week, expect to see some very interesting messaging concerning law enforcement. I think that's great reporting, Stu. You're on it. I try to be. So what message do you have for us this Monday morning? Well, Stu, I was going to give you a quote from uh, General Patton. Ooh, hell yeah. Okay, ready? A good plan violently executed right now is far better than a perfect plan executed next week. Hell yeah. Attack, attack, attack. That's right. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of timid souls out there, Stu, that, that don't want to act until everything is just right. But sometimes you got to take advantage of oppor opportunity and ram that truck through. And you would know. <laughs> Right on. Oh, yeah. What a great way to start the week. All right, Stu, go get him. All right. Later. Bye. At my best, I could bench 225 pounds. Lobsters! That's a hell of a thing. How are we not nose deep in this stuff? You can't bench 225 pounds when you're when you're completely morally reprehensible.